0: But we'll finish out this year uh, with one more sermon from the series that we did for Advent called The Incomparable Christ, where we took a look at uh, one of the I Am statements from the book of John uh, each week. And this week, this is probably my favorite great I Am. It's I Am the Great Shepherd, and we'll read from John chapter 10. You know the reason we did this series is you know at christmas we celebrate the incarnation of, of christ coming to earth and being one of us um, and so we wanted to look at who did christ how did christ talk about himself who did he claim to be um and and these i am statements are definitely clear so I'm going to read all 15 verses of, uh, the first 15 verses of chapter 10. As I started writing the sermon this week, uh, I just thought, you know, it'd be better to read the whole thing. So here it is. This is Jesus speaking, of course. I tell you the truth. Whenever he says that, he's saying, you know, pay attention. Or some translations, verily, verily. And that means, I'm going to tell you something really important. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, He goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him, because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him, because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. And here's another i am statement but we're not going to explore this one i am the gate for the sheep all who ever came before me were thieves and robbers but the sheep did not listen to them i am the gate whoever enters through me will be saved he will come in and go out and find pasture the thief comes only to still steal and kill and destroy and then here is this famous verse. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or have it abundantly. And here now is: I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he comes, when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. This command I received from the Father. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for this beautiful passage of Scripture and oh, this wonderful image of you as a good shepherd. I pray that you would um, speak to us the word that we need to hear today, uh, that our, our ears and our minds, our hearts would be open to your truth. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. So when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, uh, the audience would know exactly what he is talking about. Uh, and they would know this because, you know, um, they knew Psalm 23 from the Old Testament, that great psalm that all of us know. Uh, the great majority would know that. And they loved it as uh, it is so loved now. You know, when I <clears throat> meet with a family to plan a memorial or a, a, a funeral, if I ask them, "What do you have any scriptures you would like read during the memorial?" Ninety uh, percent of the time, I bet—if not almost hundred percent of the time. I know that when they say something other than Psalm 23, I'm very surprised. Uh, But it is just so widely read because it is so widely loved, you know, and known. You know, in our culture, it is known, which is kind of unusual today that it's part of our culture that people know this, this psalm as well as people in the church this image of god and christ as a shepherd is is very very frequent in the bible uh over 500 references to a shepherd and most of them are references to god or christ being the shepherd and also sheep there are a lot of sheep in the bible uh 200 references to sheep and most of those references are or at least many of them are us being the sheep and God being the shepherd. And it's an image that people understand. We all understand this image, don't we? Even living in a culture that doesn't have a lot of shepherds, you don't see a lot of shepherds and sheep. (laughs) But we know it. Um, And it's really interesting, and I, I think one of the reasons why you know people want to read memorials and why people put it in the back of their church on a stained glass <laughs> is because um, it, it touches a deep part of our soul it really hits somewhere doesn't it this image of god as the shepherd christ as the shepherd and us as sheep uh, because we think back to what does a shepherd do and what do we learn from Psalm 23 and and other stories, you know, the parable of the lost sheep is another great uh, set, passage of the Bible which speaks of God as the shepherd. Well, we learn that a shepherd guides and leads and protects and gives us resources, provides what we need and probably the most, you know, Encouraging, comforting verse of that God follows us, is with us, not follows us, but is with us, even through the valley of the shadow of death. He never leaves us. He's a shepherd that is a good shepherd. And so it touches these deepest needs. We all want peace and security and guidance and love and care. We want a God who walks with us always those are deep needs and so I think it's one of the reasons why this image is so powerful and so beloved so when Christ says I am the Good Shepherd what do we learn about Christ well a couple things here's the first thing is you got to be sure you notice that Uh, He says, I am the good shepherd. Definite article, the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Now, why doesn't he just say, you know, I'm the shepherd? I mean, Psalm 23 doesn't say I'm the good shepherd. It just says the Lord is my shepherd. Well, Christ wants us to know that there are bad shepherds. (laughs) And he wants the audience to know that, too. Uh, He wants us to know that, he is the good shepherd and not a bad shepherd. you know, not a hireling. You know, there were different types of shepherds at this time. There were people who were hired to watch somebody's flock, and then there was a very different kind of shepherd who owned the flock. They were his sheep, his pride and joy. Christ wants us to know that he is that Kind of shepherd, so that when the wolf attacks, the hireling would run, is what Christ tells us in this passage. And Christ says, "No, I'm not going to do that. I protect the sheep. I'll even lay down my life for the sheep." You know, I've mentioned before that I have a good friend uh, who's Scottish and is a pastor, uh, and he was a shepherd at one time in the in the Highlands of Scotland. Actual shepherd. I learned a lot about sheep and shep- being a shepherd from him. Except that when we had sheep on Christmas Eve in the sanctuary, he did not know how to control those sheep. It was a disaster. <laughs> we had to clean up something after that, uh, <laughs> after having those sheep up on the chancel. But you know, he told me, um, being a shepherd is dangerous. It's dangerous work for the sheep. and for a pastor or the shepherd who really cares. No, Jesus is the good shepherd. And good, translated in the New Testament Greek, is kalos. In fact, it's uh, also good in modern Greek. If you go to Greece and somebody says, how are you, tikanis, you say, kala you're good. And they'll be so impressed that an American knows that. But what this word means, kalos, it's a great Greek word. It means competent and uh, honorable, commendable, surpassing. So in other words, what Christ is saying when he says, I am the good shepherd, he's saying, I'm a good shepherd. I'm competent. I know what I'm doing as a shepherd. You know, I know how to protect. I know how to lead. I know how to go and search for sheep when they're lost. I'm a good shepherd. And perhaps most importantly, and this is the second thing we learn about Christ, a good shepherd knows his sheep. This is so clear in this passage. Christ mentions it a number of times. You know, shepherding in first century Palestine, or even in Palestine today, you know, and I've been in in israel you see shepherds walking the hills with a small flock and not huge flocks of sheep like we see in america and he doesn't have a dog you know the dog pushing or a person on a four wheeler or a motorcycle pushing but a shepherd who is leading the sheep so different from today and the shepherd in that context knows the sheep he knows them by name Uh, he sleeps with them he 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 walks with them he protects them he feeds them the sheep are are everything to him and he is everything to the sheep you know in um, in you know biblical times the sheep were kind of they were considered kind of weird really because they just lived with sheep They spent the night out there under the stars with the sheep. So you can see, and what I don't want us to miss in this passage is how relational this passage is and how relational this image is of God with us. Jesus is talking about a relationship here that is very intimate, very intimate, He says this he says I know my sheep and my sheep know me relationship just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep so what Jesus is saying in describing the relationship between us and him the possibility of it is it can be very intimate it's a a relationship When he says it's like me and my dad wow that is about as intimate as you can become is the relationship between the father and the son and jesus is saying this is what i want for my sheep and and the relationship i have with them the most intimate of relationships the father and the son know each other fully you can't have a more you know intimate relationship described than the the one between the father and the son and jesus is saying that's the relationship i know my sheep and the sheep can know me you know on christmas eve i preached a sermon and it very simple I mean the message basically is was you know in the incarnation we see very clearly that God is interested in us (laughs) you know a little different way of saying God loves us God is interested in us God is not this aloof distant God who it doesn't intervene in the affairs of the world but God has come down as a human being and entered into the affairs of the world and continues. So that means God hears our prayers. God wants to help us. God loves us. You know, I thought, pretty simple message. I mean, I try to preach to, uh, you know, what we sometimes call two timers on that night, you know, Christmas and Easter or people who haven't really heard the gospel before. But you know what's interesting, it spoke, I I got so much feedback on that message. And it was from people who had been in the church a long time. And I think it's because we forget. And remember at the end of the sermon I said, you know, Christmas is the great reminder. We need reminders that God is interested that God loves us that God fully knows us fully knows us and fully loves us that's what Christ is saying here and you know that's the fundamental truth of Christianity that's the good news it's great news isn't it that we are fully known and yet fully loved that is the gospel message that God knows us better than we even know ourselves he knows our ups our downs our desires our hopes our failures our sin our brokenness our secrets Those things we regret almost every day of our lives for having done. He knows all of that. He knows our future. (laughs) Nothing surprises him. We are fully known and yet fully loved. That's a simple message. But boy, how hard it is, isn't it? For it to go from here to here. And for us to live in that space, but that's it. And that's what Christ is saying in this beautiful passage and this image of the shepherd and the sheep. He loves us so much, it says in Luke 15, remember, that when we disobey and we wander off intentionally, not just by mistake or by forgetting, Remember I told you when I preached on that that sheep often get lost because they're eating a little patch of grass and then they go to another one and then they go to another one and they just get kind of lost. They, they're they kind of dumb. I mean, Christ is kind of insulting here when he calls us sheep, to be honest. And before they, you, you know, they're lost. But even when we intentionally turn our back on God, wow, what happens? Jesus in that parable says wow the shepherd the good shepherd will go off and leave 99 sheep and goes and search and search and search and search through the valleys up the hills fjording streams you know you name it climbing on cliffs risking his life Jesus is trying to get across to us in the details, just how wondrous his love is for us. And when he finds that sheep, he doesn't go, bad sheep. <laughs> Why did you wander off? Why are you disobedient? I should just leave you out here. No, what rejoices that he found a sheep and throws it on his shoulders, and walks home, and has a big party. That's the Good Shepherd. Oh, if we could know this truth. I'm thinking as we enter this year, that could be a hard year, right? You know, I make a latte for my wife every morning. Aren't I a good husband? <laughs> and I take it up to her in bed. And she was still sleeping when I did that today. I woke up kind of early. And this was her in bed <laughs> when I went up to her. You know, She said, this is what I'm thinking as I think about the year ahead in 2024. I mean, it could be a hard year, right? Woo! We got to pull together. <laughs> why why am I telling you that story besides telling you why I'm such a good husband I can't remember? (laughs) Oh, because it's going to be a hard year. And we need to know we're loved. We need to know this. Right? The last thing I'll say is he knows each one by name. And the sheep know his voice. That's what Jesus says. You know, that. I've been in churches where we've had contemporary worship. Most of the churches I've served have had that, all of them. And there was a, as I was reading this, studying for this, and and I, I came across this phrase: "He knows each one by name." I thought of an old praise song, worship song from probably early two thousands. You know the thing about contemporary music and worship, and you know the songs don't last very long. The shelf life isn't very long because then they're not contemporary anymore. (laughs) See, you sing them for four or five years and then sometimes they'll make a comeback, but not very often. But I remember this one. And in the words, it was just a chorus. And it said, you know, I have a maker. He formed my heart. Before even time began, My life was in his hands. And here's the chorus, the refrain. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls. And hears me when I call. He knows our name. He knows your name. And you can call. And he'll hear it. You know, when we sang this song, uh, you know, we had a a service for college students. I was at Chico State, and we had a couple hundred college students, and I'd look out there, and whenever we sang this song, tears would just, I would just see tears on so many kids' faces. And I thought about, you know, that generation at that time, it felt like a generation that had been forgotten, kind of. They were a hurting generation. And it just spoke to them of the Father's love, the shepherd's love. He knows our name. Christianity is a relationship of love. And it is in this context of this trusting relationship that we can trust the good shepherd to lead us and to guide us and to provide for us. He's good, He's capable, competent, cares for you, and he loves you. So may we as a church this year, may we lean into this. as it could be a tough year And may we spread this love that we receive from the shepherd to other sheep that we know. Amen. Amen. God, we thank you for, oh, what a beautiful passage of scripture. Thank you for all the the truth in this passage. But most of all, this fundamental truth, that you know us by name. Our weaknesses, our strengths, our secrets, our hopes, our desires. You know it all, and you love us, and you will never leave us. God, made this truth of your love be very present to us this year and present in our church in our congregation Lord this could be a rough year and we we pray that we would uh, be very mindful that you are the Good Shepherd and we pray these things in Christ's name